There are rumors out there that the Islanders are interested in acquiring a goal-scoring forward. We'll tell you who it is and how realistic it is. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $250 in bonus bets. If your best bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic that you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, you could send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You could also follow the show on X at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on X at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's great to talk Islanders hockey with you, game time or any time. So, some rumors out there uh, about the Islanders possibly being interested in uh, a scoring winger. And it comes from a pretty reliable source. Uh, The 32 Thoughts podcast, Jeff Marrick, Elliot Friedman, two well-known NHL insiders. And here is the deal. Uh, According to them, it is very possible that 27-year-old Russian winger Andrei Kuzmenko He's on the trade block from Vancouver, and the Islanders and the Blackhawks are among the two teams that were mentioned as possible trade destinations. Now, Kuzmenko, last year, 39 goals for the Canucks. This year, not as good. 43 games so far, 8 goals, 13 assists. He has been a healthy scratch a few times for the Canucks. And look, Vancouver right now, 
sitting on top of the world as far as, uh, you know, near at or near first place in the league in points. And, you know, there are questions about Kuzmenko's effort, his consistency, and whether or not he fits in right now with Rick Tockett's system up in Vancouver. And, you know, Tockett quoted in the province, uh, a paper up in uh, British Columbia, we have a lot of good guys. They'll go up to him and explain things, but you've got to take initiative and it really starts in practice. Like if there's a drill and you're supposed to go this way, you got to do it that way. And you got to do it with pace. And, you know, sometimes it's hit or miss with him. Patrick Waugh, probably not going to take a lack of effort from Kuzmenko or from anybody else, really. Um, and here's sort of the the twist to Kuzmenko. Right now, last year, he had the 39 goals and 74 points. But his shooting percentage last year was 27.6, which means that's not likely to be repeated. He is not going to give you another 39-goal season. But he certainly could give you, well, maybe 25, maybe even a little more. Uh, Jim Rutherford, Canucks president, basically told uh, Sportsnet, you know, certainly the way he plays, you should be able to project him at 25 goals. So his shooting percentage this season, 10.5. So way back down to earth, back into the normal range, you're not going to get 27.6% shooting on a regular basis. And look, in the KHL, which is where he started, he's been pretty steady. His goal totals started at, you know, single digits, went up in 2017-2018 to 13, 12, 14, 18, and then 20 in 45 games in his last year in the KHL. And scoring is usually a little lower in the KHL than it is in the NHL. And then he made his NHL debut last year in Vancouver with that 39-goal, 74-point season. He was a plus nine. But this year, as I said, you know, eight goals, 21 points in 43 games. He's been a healthy scratch a few times. It looks like a change of scenery could benefit him, and I'll tell you something else. He could use the change of scenery. I don't think he would cost all that much as far as the Islanders are concerned. You know, what would it take to acquire him? You know, Vancouver is kind of out, you know, not, not... Desperate for anything, maybe they would take a middle-round pick and, you know, a guy like J.G. Pajot or uh, another mid-tier player. Here is, though, the sort of not in all of the proceedings here. The cap hit right now for Kuzmenko is 
five and a half million dollars a year. And the Islanders would have to find a way to fit him under the cap. It's he signed a two-year extension with five and a half million and a modified no trade clause. So we'll see, you know, whether or not he'd agree to go to the Islanders. Certainly he would have fellow Russians on this team. Uh you have the two goalies, Varlamov, Sorokin. You certainly have a nice-sized Russian community, Russian emigre community in the New York metropolitan area. Uh, but will Lou Lamorello be interested in Kuzmenko taking a chance on him? It's not a big risk because you have just the rest of this season and then next season on his deal, you'd have to free up some cap space, though, to fit the $5.5 million, uh, on this team. And he has been a teammate of Bo Horvat. We know that. I'm sure Horvat would speak to Wa, speak to Lou Lamorello, give him his opinion on what Kuzmenko can do. And we'll see whether or not, you know, a streaky scorer like Kuzmenko could give the Islanders a lift because let's face it, five on five right now, the Islanders only have one line consistently contributing and that's Horvat, Lee, and Barzal. Almost all of Brock Nelson's goals are coming at even uh, on the power play. At even strength, Palmieri, Nelson, Engvall, not getting a lot done. Offensively, not a lot from the third line. Fourth line, their job is not necessarily to create points. So, difficult situation. Not a huge gamble as far as term and as far as uh, what it would cost most likely to acquire him. But would Lou Lamorello pull the trigger on a deal like that to try to help this team and whatever you do, Lou, please, please do not trade away another first-round pick this year. Let's hold on to one of them, for crying out loud, uh, in our forever quest, it seems, to find eighth place. All right, we have got a lot more to get to, and we will keep you up to date on all the latest rumors concerning uh, Kuzmenko and anybody else who might be rumored heading to the Islanders. We've got a lot more to get to on today's show. Who is the MVP for the Islanders at this point? To me, there's two main candidates. Let's see what you think, and we'll put a poll up on our YouTube page as well. Plus, The Athletic talked about the odds of every team winning the Cup in the next five years. We'll talk about where the Islanders fell. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, uh, controversial enforcer, who left the Islanders under, well, let's just say, not exactly the best of circumstances. Let's see if you can guess who that is. He played for the Islanders in the mid to late 2000s. All that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, 
grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W, or two, or even three. Now you can bet on who will win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So, MVP. We're on the bye week. We've got the All-Star break. No games until Monday of next week when the Islanders return to action in Toronto in their final game this year against the Maple Leafs and some guy who wore pajamas in a picture on uh, social media. But through the first 49 games of this season, who would you say is the Islanders' most valuable player? And, you know, maybe there's four guys who I think could really get some consideration So I'm going to go with those four and list them. Brock Nelson leads the team in goals. Bo Horvat is second in goals, third in points. Matthew Barzal, uh, second on the team in points. Noah Dobson leads the team in assists, leads the team in points. 52 points in 49 games. Barzal got the nod for the All-Star game. And let's face it, the All-Star game, it doesn't really mean a lot. They try to pick the best player from each team, but they're also, you know, they need one player minimum from every team, and they need a certain number of defensemen and a certain number of goalies and a certain number of forwards. So it's not just like, okay, these are the best This is the best one player. Barzal, to me, is kind of deserving, but I would have gone with Noah Dobson. And you want to hear a few reasons. Number one, Dobson leading the Islanders with 20 power play points. He's also, by far, leading the Islanders in plus-minus. He has... A plus 21 in plus-minus. The next highest Islander is his defense partner most of the time, Alexander Romanov, with a plus 12. Nobody else has more than a plus 6. Dobson also leads the team right now in blocked shots. He has nine more than the next highest Islander, which is Alexander Romanov. To me, while he still does turn the puck over a little bit too often in his own zone, Dobson 
has been the big difference maker for the Islanders this year. He has raised his game to a different level. And I think he's doing better defensively, better offensively. He is trying to make plays that he wouldn't have even attempted a year or two ago. And he's not only attempting these crazy passes, but he's getting them through and setting things up. His shots on goal are higher. He is just doing, uh, I think, a great all-around job. Bo Horvat, he gives you some leadership. He's already at 20 goals. He really should have a 30-goal season this year, kind of on pace for about a 65-70 point year. Uh, and Brock Nelson leading the team in goals, uh, w w which is great to see. And again, helping out on that power play. Bo Horvat, by the way, leading the team in power play goals. I think you can make arguments for a lot of these different players. I wouldn't go with either uh, Ilya Sorokin or Semyon Varlamov. Varlamov, you know, hasn't really played enough games. 16 out of the uh, out of the 49 that the team has played. And Sorokin, while he's been, you know, good, hasn't been grade A Ilya Sorokin. And the 317 goals against average, the 909 save percentage, these are these are numbers that are just not MVP of the team kind of numbers. And I feel that to me, the two the, the four finalists would be Nelson Horvat Barzal and Dobson. The two, you know, real finalists, maybe the four semifinalists would be Nelson Horvat, Barzal, and Dobson. The two finalists would be Barzi and Dauber, and I would I would give it to Dobson, but I'm really interested to hear what you think, and please also, if you do answer the YouTube poll, uh, leave a comment and explain why you feel that way. I would go with Dauber, but again, a lot up there for consideration, and uh, I'm very eager to hear what my viewers and my listeners think as to who should be the Islanders' half-season MVP. Now, you know, you still have uh, 33 games left on the schedule, so hopefully the Islanders pick things up, and uh, it'll get even more interesting. Maybe it'll some of these guys will make things a little tougher for the full-season MVP, but as of right now, that's where I would vote. And uh, again, always interested in hearing your opinion about that. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. The Athletic just doing a, a, an article last week about the odds of all 32 teams in this league. What are their odds of winning a Stanley Cup in the next five years? We'll talk about where the Islanders landed on that list, whether I think that's a fair assessment, and what can be done to improve their chances. We've got all that, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors Passion. Drive and patience is what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, and yeah, that includes Locked On NHL. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So the Athletic, as I said, released an article about, well, here's the title. The title is, which NHL teams have the worst odds of winning the Stanley Cup by 2028? And they ranked all the teams from 32 all the way to 1. Well, they actually only went up to 17 because those are that's the, the playoff cutoff. I'll tell you right now, the team that was ranked the lowest was the San Jose Sharks. They are in a massive rebuild. And I will say that two of the Islanders' division rivals were below them on this list. The Washington Capitals, 31st, with an aging team. The Pittsburgh Penguins, 30th. Also, a team that has a lot of older players and really all their best players, Crosby, Malkin, Carlson, all on the other side of 30. But in 29th, basically with the fourth worst odds in the NHL, according to The Athletic, your New York Islanders. And here's what the article said. Lou Lamorello is 81, and he won't be the GM for all five years, we have to assume but whoever replaces him will be stuck with most of his roster thanks to all these long-term deals, and that's going to make life difficult. It's certainly not hopeless here, as the Islanders have an all-world goaltender in his prime, and the hiring of Patrick Waugh as coach is at least a little bit intriguing in the short term. But it feels like a chunk of our five-year window is going to be spent watching a new GM get to work on retooling if not rebuilding, and the odds that the Islanders would win a cup in the next five years, 6%. I have to say I kind of agree with roughly this assessment. I mean, first of all, winning a cup is hard. There's 32 teams. If everybody wins one cup every 32 years, you know, that would be the average. The Islanders have gone more than 40 now, but... The way this team is built, there's good news 
And there's bad news. The good news is you have a core of players who you really can work with. Barzal, Horvat. I guess I would count Nelson still in that list. Simon Holmstrom is a, a useful piece. I don't know how much upside he has. Uh, you have Pellick and Polak, Dobson for sure, and obviously Ilya Sorokin. But you also have 10 players on this team with either full or modified no-trade clauses. Bo Horvat, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, J.G. Pajot, Kyle Palmieri, Pierre Engvall, Adam Pellick, Scott Mayfield, Semyon Varlamov, Ryan Polak. That is a lot of guys with no-trade clauses or modified no-trade clauses. And then you have guys who are on very, very long-term deals with salaries that don't match their production. Anders Lee, this year and two more years at $7 million a year, he's already 33. I don't think he's earning, uh, you know, producing at a $7 million a year pace now. What will he be like in a couple of years? Kyle Palmieri, this year and next year, $5 million. Pierre Engvall, seven more years, six more after this year. There are, and, and by the way, with regard to Noah Dobson, you have him under contract this year and next year, then you've got to get him to a new deal. So it won't be easy to rebuild or retool this team. I'm not saying it will be impossible. You have a core that you can build around, but whoever the next GM is, or if Lou Lamorello decides, you know what, this team, we've maxed out with what we've got, we've got to try to, you know, retool or rebuild, he or his successor are going to have their work cut out for them. It will take some creativity, whether it's LTIR, waivers, trades, getting players to waive no trade clauses, buyouts, whatever the case is, it will take some time and some creativity for this team to bounce back after, you know, the Anders Lee and the Brock Nelsons and the Martin Sezikis's and Clutterbucks and Palmieri's all get older and slow down and get less productive and are still sitting there with no trade clauses and large salaries. But, again, you got Sorokin. He can keep you in any game. You've got guys who can produce. A couple of really smart trades could change the equation in a hurry. I don't know if Lou Lamorello is the guy to make that deal and to do that. He is more in win-now mode, even if the team maybe uh, isn't built that way. But uh, disappointing to see the Islanders 29th out of 32 teams as far as the Athletic was concerned as to their odds of winning a Stanley Cup in the next five years. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And yeah, we're on time. Today is the 52nd birthday of former Islanders forward Chris Simon. The Wawa Ontario native second round pick of the Flyers back in 1990. Made his NHL debut with the Quebec Nordique back in 92-93. Was a, a member of the Avalanche in 95-96 when they uh, won a Stanley Cup. 
Played for the Capitals for many years, the Blackhawks, the Rangers, the Flames, and then joined the Islanders in the 06-07 season. Had a pretty good year. 10 goals, 27 points, 67 games, 75 playoff uh, penalty minutes, rather. Plus 17. Pretty impressive. But in 07-08, only one goal, three points, 43 penalty minutes in 28 games. And there was that infamous incident. He had a couple of infamous incidents that ended up with him being suspended for quite a long time. And it ended up costing him. He briefly went to the Minnesota Wild before finishing his career in the KHL. And he played through the 2012-2013 season. 782 goals, 144 points, 300, uh, I mean 144 goals, 305 points, 1,000. 824 penalty minutes, add 10 goals, 17 points in 75 uh, playoff games. And look, Simon had a 29-goal season for the Capitals in 1999-2000. He is not a goon in the sense that he is capable of giving you more than just penalty minutes and dropping the gloves. And he was a really nice guy. Off the ice, the problem is that he just, you know, snapped and lost his temper a few times. So, you know, there was the one incident with Ryan Holwig, and then the following year, Yarko Rutu, where, you know, Simon just stepped on the back of Rutu's leg, and it all kind of went downhill from there. Now, one of Chris Simon's better games with the Islanders, and there were a number of them. So, again, don't think he was just a one-dimensional guy. February 19, 2007, at the Nassau Coliseum, Islanders. Hosting a very good Pittsburgh Penguins team, Marc-Andre Fleury, the goalie for Pittsburgh, Rick DiPietro, the goalie for the Islanders, and in this game, Chris Simon with two goals on three shots. And uh, his first goal coming in the second period, Randy Robitaille and Miro Chatan with the assist. Then Randy Robitaille and Marc-Andre Bergeron assisting on his third period goal, Islanders. With a comeback win, Simon's second goal tied the game at five early in the third. And then in the final 30 seconds, Mike Sillinger nets the game winner, Islanders beat the Penguins 6-5, 25 saves for DP. But Chris Simon, two goals, a plus three. No penalty minutes in this one. And he had those goals in 13 minutes and 41 seconds of ice time. So Chris Simon, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. He is 52 years old today. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We will have our weekly farm report as we talk about all things Bridgeport Islanders. And we'll have the latest Islanders news as well. So hopefully we'll check out some more trade rumors and any other Islanders-related, injury-related news or whatever else there is. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.